On this edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad, presented by Kia, we catch up with Orlando Magic Chief Communications Officer Joel Glass. Joel was one of the 37 members of the Orlando Magic travel party that went into the Disney campus uh, about eight days ago. So we were able to catch up with Joel and find out what life is like inside that Disney campus. He takes us through a day in the life of every member of that Magic Travel Party, what it's like for the players, what morale is like there inside the Disney campus, and how effectively everything is working in that terrific partnership between the NBA and Disney. We get caught up on Mo Bamba, who put on a ton of weight, and we get an update on Jonathan Isaac. So lots to cover and a little inside feel into the Disney campus on this edition of Magic Pod Squad with Joel Glass. This is Aaron Gordon of the Orlando Magic. This is Evan Fournier. This is Jonathan Isaac. This is Mo Bamba. Check out what's new with the Orlando Magic Pod Squad. The host of characters give you a behind-the-scenes look at Magic Basketball. The Magic Pod Squad has you covered. Subscribe and rate on iTunes and the Google Play Store today. And welcome, everyone, to another edition of Magic Pod Squad presented by Kia. This podcast is presented to you by the all-new Seltos SUV from Kia, official vehicle of the Orlando Magic, Give it everything. And I am excited to announce that we have finally gotten the band back together. This is going to be an exciting episode of Magic Pod Squad. Beginning, let's go around the room here. David Steele is joining us. David, great to see you. How are you? I'm well. It's great to see you guys. It's been a long time since we've seen each other's faces. This it is great. Has. Well, it means basketball is around the corner. Jeff Turner, long drive yesterday from Dallas, but he's rested and ready to go. Ready to go, Dante. Guys, it is good to be back together. Um, this is a little more comfortable chair than that car I was sitting in for 17 <laughs> hours yesterday. Yeah, I would think so. And George, <laughs> people have gotten used to seeing us. It's great to see Jeff and David, but people have seen us for the last couple of months. Uh, but it's always good to catch up with you. Yeah, we need David and Jeff back. I, I, I don't think I can, I can carry this load anymore. It's too much. It's way too much. Great I have to you. say, and uh, Jeff, Jeff and I have talked about this, you guys have done yeoman's work um, during the pandemic, putting great content on uh, OrlandoMagic.com and spreading it through social media. So hats off to, to you guys, Dante and Galante. Well, we appreciate it. George set up 45 interviews in two days. So we knocked them all out. It was, it was a, it was a tough two days, wasn't it, Dante? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was a that's hard right. two days. And our guest, we are excited about this one, Orlando Magic Chief Communications Officer Joel Glass from his room in the Grand Floridian inside the, the uh, what, the Disney campus, we're calling it, right? How about, Joel, how are you? You look good, and how, how are you holding up? I'm awesome. First of all, it took a pandemic to get Dante and Galante back together. That, that's amazing, <laughs> for starters. But uh, as George and I talked about, this pandemic, this uh, bubble, this was kind of built for me, you know. Got my swimming pool, got the <laughs> golf course. So not much has changed. <laughs> I'm trying to figure, is it just the length of days that's changed? Because when we go on a road trip, it sounds like you're doing everything you would normally do on a magic road trip. Right. You know, I mean, there are advantages. I, I think I said in my blog, glass half full, shameless plug there, but you yeah, can get sure. it on OrlandoMagic.com. But the nice thing is I unpacked for the first time in 25 years and used every drawer yeah. in the hotel because you guys know when we travel, we're just, you know, you live out of your suitcase. So that's the positive. And, and like I've always said, every day during the NBA season is Tuesday. It doesn't matter what day it is. It's Tuesday. 
we're going in on Saturday, we're traveling on Sundays. So every day is Tuesday. So we're all good here. And the nice thing is, yesterday in the meal room, I got, you know, I miss my guys. I miss traveling with my guys. That's the worst part. But the other day in the meal room, there were some yogurt raisins, David Steele. Hey! I got a pack. Man, I, wish you could pass, I wish you could pass me a handful right now, Joel. <laughs> They're all good. All That's good a big bag, too. That's a big bag of yogurt raisins. That would, that would be... That'd be very, very high in demand on the plane. A couple of uh, cross-country trips, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yep. Come and on, David. You knocked tubes. that out in one flight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that we could – nowadays, I don't, I don't know that we could pass that bag back and forth, though. I, I think we'd have uh, to have point. every man to their own. Well, Joel, and then we'll, we'll kind of turn it loose to everybody, but all the reports we're hearing out of the campus have been fantastic. It sounds like it's working like it should. The amenities look fantastic. What, what's been your experience – now day seven of quarantine, of, of going into the bubble for you. Right. Um, well, as, as I've told several people, if you put two groups together and say, I'm going to take two groups and make this happen. If you take the NBA and Disney, like if they can't do it, no one can do it. So the two of them have done an amazing job. Um, great amenities for the players. Great practice situation. Team meeting room, team meal rooms. Team weight room. Nathan Spencer, our strength group, brought the weight room and put it in a couple rooms here. So um, everything has been really, really good. And, um, you know, they're making this as comfortable and positive as possible for everyone involved. Joel, why don't you tell us, uh, for the fans that, you know, might not know what the situation is totally at Disney, um, you know, a lot of people see you, watch the news, they see the case numbers of the virus on the rise in, in Florida and in Central Florida. Um, why, why do you feel, why does everybody feel so safe there at Disney? Well, for starters, you know, we're being tested every day. So all 1,600 people are tested every day. Um, you wake up and there's several devices that help you. So you wake up in the morning um, and there's an app and you take your temperature. So everyone has a thermometer in the room. You take, you have your pulse oximeter here. Ooh. Put your finger in that, get your oxygen levels, which could be a precursor if something wrongs, if your oxygen levels are low. Uh, everyone is wearing masks. Uh, we have a device on our credential that beeps if you get too close to someone. So the social distancing is in play. So the, and then there's the ring, the aura ring, which, to be honest, I quite haven't figured that one out. <laughs> that was over the top for me so, um, as I was trying to figure out how to put my wireless mouse on my computer. But, um, but the league has taken every precaution and, and make this as safe a place as possible. And to me, a lot's riding on it. It's just not about players playing, which that's the most important thing. But if the NBA and Disney can't do it, sports is in trouble. And so I think this can give a lot of people a roadmap and impact a lot of jobs, whether it's, you know, people that work with teams, arena workers, and so forth. You know, there's a lot riding on that. George has been asking for years for a device that would keep people six feet away. I was away. just going to say that. I, if I could get that on our credentials now, but not for everybody. I would just need it, like, you know, tied into a certain number of people. If I, if I could know when they were approaching me, I think that would be ideal. That'd be great. Bring that home with you, Joel. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> now, Joel, how is, is the test is because I had a I had a COVID test 
about a week ago. And that one was not pleasant. It was the, right. they tickled the bottom of my brain. What's, what's the test that you're getting and that everybody's yeah. getting on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. So it's, it's just a simple nasal swab and throat swab. And now they've given us the option of doing the serology test. I hope I even said that right. Um, where the, where you can draw blood to check for antibodies. So that option is available also. So, um, you know, there's just so many precautions. And um, as we've seen the bubble, uh, a couple of players kind of wandered off to get some food and they were put in quarantine. So yeah. um, it's no joke. And they told you up front, it wasn't going to be a joke. And it's very important to try and make this work. And Joel, these were the telling tests. People, uh, I've been telling people that it, it, it feels to me like you're safer there than yeah. George and, and Dante and JT and I are, you know, out wandering around central Florida. And, you know, we'll be broadcasting from the Amway Center, which um, there's no way they're going to make that environment as safe as Disney has done in the NBA. So I think you guys are in a pretty special place right there. Yeah, they will deep clean the Amway Center, by the way, between broadcasts. I've been assured of that. But, yeah, you do feel you definitely feel safe. It's just there, there is some anxiety about being tested every single day. And knowing the ramifications, if and the, and there are false positives that pop too. So, because then you're, you know, you got to come up with another negative, or you're put into the 14-day quarantine, and mm. then the equipment manager becomes the PR guy. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. we don't want that. Or the PR guy becomes the equipment manager. We definitely don't want that. Although I will say, at practice. Um, my second practice, Cliff asked me if I could do some drills. So, you know, you saw the video of me passing. Pretty crisp, JT, right? Pretty crisp. I, I, very well done, Joel. Hey, yeah. speaking to that, Joel, um, you guys took 37 people into uh, to the campus. Um, there appears with all the teams, there's an all-hands-on-deck uh, approach going on. How is that working, guys, stepping right. up? You talked about you being on the court. Um, or you have to learn different roles um, in, in this environment as well. Right, right. So I was saying then the, the Cliff called me. He actually called me a couple days before we left and said, would you be comfortable doing a passing drill, a rebounding drill? And I'm like, varsity athlete, babe. I got that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, but I, um, you know, the other day, um, Aki, our trainer and Ernest were attending to someone else and I was wiping up the floors. So, and, and everyone's doing that. Everyone's carrying equipment bags, you know, setting up backdrops. Um, we're, we're all in it together. And there's, as Jeff Weltman has said, there's no job too small. So no job too big, no job too small. So we're all in it together. Uh, we, a group of us rearranged the eating room the other day as some Amazon packages came in. So package delivery, towel person, bag mover, you know, you know, usually when, when we land in a city, um, you know, I'm, you know, sometimes there's like eight of them unpacking the bags and I'm like, you know, we're kind of out of here, but now we're all hands. <laughs> well, what about the experience of just the initial experience of pulling up to the bubble? Describe for people what that was when you, when you had to say goodbye to people and then hop on the bus knowing you were going there for a minimum of seven weeks. Uh, how, how was that experience? And talk about going into the, into the facility for the first time. Right. So my situation's a little different, you know, especially my kids are grown and 
as long as they're Zelle and Venmo, like they, they don't even know I'm wrong. <laughs> so I, I don't even think they figured out. But you did see a lot of the players' families drop the players off and the staff. And it, it was a little bit, it, it tugged at your heart. You know, these guys have been around their kids for a very extended period, more than they ever have been during the NBA season. And then the fact that they had to uh, say goodbye and know it was going to be for an extended period of time was, it was tough to watch. So um, I kind of went and got a Gatorade and, you know, <laughs> made sure my golf clubs were all packed up. But uh, that, that's a tough thing. And then when we got to Disney, it was, and, and even to this point, um, this is day eight or whatever, um, it feels historic. It really feels historic and that you're part of something historic. Yeah. But, you know, I would also say this, that um, as I, I sent George a note the other day, it's not just the people that are here. We feel the support. We feel you guys getting ready to broadcast game and George and Trish and Brooke moderating Zoom calls. And there's 22 teams and seven practice sites. So we get some odd practice times. And it's not our normal routine. And, and we feel everyone back home supporting and helping us. So it, it's just not all us here. But, um, you know, I, I, I think it's it's going to be historic. And I can't wait for the Inside the Magic. And I can't wait for the 30. Yeah. No, are, you, uh, are you documenting all of this, Joe? Are you, you, are you writing? <laughs> you're going gonna to write a book? Or you got something special after this is all over with? Yeah, so I have... Again, shameless plug, I started my blog again called Glass Half Full. It's a lighter side look at the blog. It's not, not all serious. It's kind of my takes, have a little fun with it, um, and so forth. So you could get that on orlandomagic.com or Orlando Magic social media. And you know, I'll be writing every three or four days. And then you know, we'll put that together and see what see. I don't know who's going to buy it. My mom. Last half full was dormant for like a decade. Like yeah, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen an entry since like 2009. Well, if you, George, you know how it is in that like eight-year rebuild. <laughs> <laughs> that'll surprise that'll, we still have a logo. Yeah, yeah. Well, we remade set, a logo, so we're, we're, we're good to go. But hopefully people enjoy that a little bit and have a little fun with that. You know, you, you always tell us, Joel, and you were the first ones to tell me when I first started this, don't ask any questions. Nothing about what we do makes any sense at any time, right? But still, there's no blueprint for this, right? At, at what point in the last eight days has it sunk in what's really happening or still has it not? I know you mentioned how historic it is uh, and all that is, is so valid. But at what point did you walk around and see something, do something? Was there a visual that stood out that said, wow, I, I can't believe this is really happening and I'm a part of it? Yeah, it, it does feel a bit surreal still. And I, again, I'm only eight days in, so we're not even the length of a West Coast trip yet. Um, right. It was a little tough Saturday, I have to admit. Like, we finished practice at 1 o'clock, and to know you're 30 minutes from home, but, like, yeah. there, there, you can't go, um, that it, it kind of hit you a little there. But, you know, at the same time, to be part of it, um, I think for all of us to be part of it, it's just – fascinating and and you know I'm, I'm not sure how i feel on day 39 but we'll see where we go from there joel what's the what's the feel early you're around the team and you're watching practices is it is it more like a training camp feel right now or regular season when you're looking at the practices i'm, I'm assuming it's more training camp atmosphere 
Yeah, it's um, first of all, the first thing I'll say is you can tell our guys are happy to be around each other again. Um, that it's there's definitely a spirit there. Um, Cliff had a team dinner last night, which uh, was great. Um, social distance team dinner, I should say. So we got the whole bottom floor of the restaurant and you basically had your own table. Um, but everyone was there. Everyone showed up, you know, it wasn't mandatory or anything like that. Um, he's done some fun things with film sessions where guys have teach things to the other guys. So he's kind of making it like a training camp feel. And then, and then on the court, that's what it's been. It's, you know, he's careful about the injuries, ramping up to five on five. Uh, we did a little five on five yesterday and, uh, they were, they were pretty gassed, um, trying to get back in basketball shape. But I, I could tell right now our guys are excited for the opportunity ahead. Like if any, and now this is very, this is glass half full, George, but if any upsets can happen, like they can happen now. So, um, and Alex promised rings and a virtual parade. So I packed till October 13th. Not, not a virtual. That would, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be David Steele's luck? You get the, you get a championship and it's a virtual parade. As long as the ring is not virtual, I'm okay with that. That's right. That's right. That's exactly hey, right. Hey, who knows now? The rings now might be like a combination aura ring as well. You That's know. true. That's true. It could double as that. Yeah, yeah. Bianchi, the sports writer, columnist for the sound, said, hey, you finally got your ring. I'm like, you know what, Joel? It's, it's interesting. You, you hear, you know, Evan Fournier was being realistic and said it's going to be hard for this team to pick up where it left off. Then you hear DJ say, we picked up where we left off. We look, it looked like a practice right before the stoppage. Steve Clifford doesn't seem as impressed <laughs> with kind of where they're at right now. So how do you kind of make sense of it all and engage where they're at? And, but there's got to be a feeling that, you know, a month from now, that this, everybody should be pretty close to where they were. Yeah, the interesting thing is I honestly think no one knows. Like, you play those first few games of any season, and usually I think JT could attest to this, the best conditioned teams have a better chance maybe or how hard they worked in September before camp started. Right now we're all the same, and we don't know. Um, I do think there's a couple interesting things at play, though. You know, for those top teams, those eight games are – they're exhibition games for them more than anything because now you're not battling for home court. You know, you may for matchups, um, which is always dangerous too, but, but there's no home court. So if you're one or four, like, you know, what, yeah, what yeah. does that matter anymore? Um, so that, that's an interesting aspect, how they'll take the games. Now for us, I, you know, we're playing Brooklyn first, like that's all systems go. So um it, it'll be it's different for different teams is what I would say and I don't think we know I don't think we know and we'll see Joel is there much talk among uh, among the players and the coaches about what the environment is going to be like when the games begin that I mean there obviously it's going to be bizarre compared to what players and coaches are used to right um, you know we haven't well I have but our players have not seen the broadcast courts yet so it's almost a tv studio when i walked in i'm like it's a tv studio with a basketball court in it um so there's video boards down the whole length of the floor which will obviously for corporate partners for digital fans signage whatever um 
and they're going to pipe in some sound and we'll have natural audio. So um, it will be very interesting. Um, I think, you know, you guys know how it is. Um, and George and I always talk about this, like sometimes guys got to get going. How do they get going? And a fan may say something in the front row and, right. or they may say something to get themselves going. And I think that's going to be the interesting part. And, you know, the other parts about it is like Boots said the other day is like, oh, I have no excuse if I don't hear Cliff's play call anymore, you know, because <laughs> I'll be able to hear it. Um, right. And, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm going to miss watching basketball. I, I've watched 90% of my basketball with George and Dante right on the other side. And right. that's the one part I'm going to miss the most, but um, maybe Especially the referees will hear, hear a little less, right. which probably is good because <laughs> this would be dangerous for my guy over there. Oh man. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd still have a job at the end of the bubble. If that was, if that was going to happen, if I was the one there, that would be, yeah, that would you be can't bad. Yell and look, you can't yell and look the other way. No, what I have to do is, there. I would have to make my mask really tight. Like I'd have to put the mask on, just really almost make it like a muzzle. I think, I think that's yeah. what I would Although have to I do. Although I did see, um, I did get a sneak peek. I think there's plexiglass around the scores table. So that might help. You. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's true. Interesting. That's true. Do you think it's yeah. going to, do you think it's going to take them some time to get, is that where the scrimmages are going to take place too? Where the, 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 yep. the studio, I don't want to call it the studio court. That's not the right. Yeah. The broadcast, the broadcast court. court is what the NBA is calling. Broadcast. So that's where the scrimmages will take place. So that will at least give guys, you know, three shots at feeling of what it's going to be like to play there. Right. I, yeah. I think those scrimmages will be important to get a feel for it. Um, you know, the, you know, the other interesting part is we walked into practice, our very first practice. So it was at the Coronado Springs ballroom one, and there were our two floors, our city edition floor with ORL and our regular game floor at the parquet side by side. And Terrence Ross is like, great to have two courts. You know, we have one at the Amway Center. Amway Center used to be the most cutting edge practice facility in the world. And, and now we're building a new practice facility, obviously, with Advent Health. But uh, um, the two courts makes a huge difference. So. Now the ceiling was a little lower and the lighting was a little, you know, they're working on that, but yeah. they, they got it dialed in pretty good. Do you get a sense, Joel, that uh, there's any advantage to um, being the, the so-called home team, hometown team? I mean, it, you know, on paper, it, it wouldn't look like there would be, but do you get any other kind of sense or, or does it really feel like nobody has any type of home advantage? Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure about that one. Cause it's, it's in some ways it feels frustrating that we're 30 minutes away. I'd rather be like, you know, 2000 miles away. Um, so that, that's the frustrating part, but um, I, I don't know. I, that's going to be really interesting um, to, to see what are the advantages, disadvantages. I think it's going to come back to, you know, as Cliff says all day long approach, you know, what's your practice approach, what's your game approach, What's your film study approach? You know, what's your commitment? What's your commitment 20 days from now? Um, I, I think those are going to be the biggest factors. Jeff, you played, you played overseas. Did you ever play in front of a, uh, an empty arena? Did they ever shut the building down? Or, or what, it, you know, when you, like, I, have you ever been in an environment like this? Guys are good at adapting. I, eventually they'll get it. But wouldn't you think it would be strange at first, that, that competition without fans? Yeah, it was funny when Joel was talking, I was thinking about my personal experience, and I've been asked about this quite a bit. 
what's interesting is I didn't overseas. We usually played in front of packed arenas, but I started my career with the New Jersey Nets. Uh, if you remember, they were in the old Brendan Byrne Arena, became Continental Airlines Arena and everything. Biggest building in the NBA, almost 20,000 seats. Um, we averaged, I think, about maybe 2,500 people a night. Ooh. So pretty much it was an empty building. People were interspersed all over and everything. Um, so I had experience with playing with in empty buildings. And um, it is different. Um, you can hear everything. Um, certainly the players won't be subjected to the cat calls from the raucous New Jersey crowd that I was. But um, uh, it, George, it, they will right. adapt. You know, I mean, it'll it'll be – I think once players get in, guys, and the competition starts, you really – you feel the noise, you feel the environment, but really it's about staying focused on what's going on. I think it's interesting as I've watched other sports. Isn't it interesting when you watch, I don't know if you guys know, Joel probably is watching a little bit of the PGA Tour. Are you seeing the scores these guys are firing right now? They are just laser focused. There are no distractions. So I wonder, once we get into this and the prep and everything, and there are no distractions, we're either going to see very good basketball or the, the time off is going to hurt it. But I'm leaning glass half full that we're going to see some really good basketball once we get into the regular games. Joel, we did a we did an interview with Mo Bamba a couple of weeks ago, and he mentioned he put over 20 pounds of muscle on his frame. And fans couldn't believe it. They said it can't happen. He looks bigger. He looks like he's got 20-plus pounds of muscle on. How that translates to basketball play and all that, we have no idea. But, but what did you – at least the fact that he put in the work when he had all that time on his own, I think, says something, right? What, what have you – seen of Mo and how does he look out there in practice? Yeah, he's definitely noticeably bigger. Um, and by the way, how would you like to have that, that situation? You know, you can wake up at two in the morning and have a milkshake or eat whatever you want. Like right. we've all done that during this pandemic anyway, you know? Um, so it's, it's, uh, but he's, he's noticeably bigger. Um, it'll be interesting if he could keep it on as he starts, you know, ramping up his running, but um, he's definitely committed to it. Um, he used the time off to the best of his abilities. Uh, again, our, our, our guys, Nathan, Samir, man, they dropped off a U-Haul truck worth of weights at his place. And so it's, um, you know, so we'll see how it goes, but I, I, I commend him for his commitment um, to really work and use this time wisely. There's a lot of interest in Jonathan Isaac, Magic fans. You know, everybody wants to know what are the chances of him playing. I know he addressed it a couple of days ago after a, a practice session, but what's your sense of where he is? How, how does he look? Give, put, give us a little inside look at, at how J.I. has been. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, J.I.'s his usual self, very optimistic, um, which is great and which is where he needs to be. And um, – and, you know, it's just going to be a day-by-day -day thing. Uh, you know, we did five-on-five five the other day, but, you know, he didn't do that. Um, he, he did a little the contact earlier. And it, it's just going to be a day-by-day. -day. I mean, and as you know, we're going to be very smart about it. Our athletic, our human performance staff is going to be very smart about it and not put him in a situation um, that could be detrimental. So 
Um, but you, you see signs, you see signs of him coming along and, you know, we'll just see, have to see how, how he looks, you know, two to three weeks from now and how he's feeling, you know, obviously not playing any basketball since January one, um, completely deconditioned. So, uh, well, well, you know, we're hopeful, but again, cautious about the whole approach. I wonder about Jeff, you might address this too. The, um, the pros and cons. I mean, it's important for a guy like Jonathan Isaac, a young guy, to get that playoff experience. But on the other hand, like Joel just said, there's a hesitation to bring him back too early and risk perhaps, you know, another injury or, or whatever might happen there. So I wonder how you weigh that. I mean, the benefits of getting playoff experience, where would you, where would you be comfortable with saying, yeah, he's, he's good to go, and it's more important for him to get that playoff experience than to sit him out through the summer? Well, I, David, I would say probably this is this is one of those things where players today and staffs, Jeff Weltman and his staff, have a, all the tools to monitor um, his improvement, his important, um, his health, uh, where he's at, and all those things. So I, I think you 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 make the decision very cautiously. Um, because you have to look at this from a long-term effect. Just him being there with the team helps, no question about that. He's going through the process. He's learning. So uh, from a standpoint of the education for him, from the playoffs and everything, I think that's important. If he can get on the court, obviously obviously that's a plus. Um, but really, for me, the whole concern with this whole thing is, yeah, I understand the, you know, the virus and the monitoring and stuff. I worry about all these guys, to be, to be honest, um, from an injury standpoint, because not playing basketball for that extended time without the ramp up, um, a, a long ramp up, I, I think is, is, um, is tough. Um, so I think the good news is it appears, and I know this is the case with the Magic, and I'm pretty sure with all the teams is they understand that. And so the, the, the caution, the training, the preparation um, to get these guys in the best shape possible so that there are no injuries, even for the healthy guys, let alone a guy like Jonathan Isaac coming back, you have to proceed on uh, with caution. And, uh, and I think they'll do that. I think it's positive that Jonathan is even right there with the team going through all this film studies, all of that. That's important. The rest is a bonus, in my opinion. And I, Joel, obviously, obviously we're taking that into consideration because how many trainers, I mean, we have a ton of trainers there uh, on campus with you guys. Yes. Uh, the human perform out of the 37. So first of all, I'm number 37 in case you guys didn't know. So, <laughs> you're all, so you're all right. Are you all right? <laughs> no, no, but I'm 37. I am 37. I know that. That means I'm like um, 77, by the way. George, isn't George 38 if something <laughs> happened to you? <laughs> yeah, I think so. We talked about that the other day, by the way. What would happen if something happened to him? It, it didn't sound like – it sounded like I was – it sounds like there's a long gap between 37 and 38. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Like there, there's, some, there's some gray matter in between 37 and 38. I feel um, confident Jacob Diamond can do just about anything. So yeah, that's we're a good okay. Point. That's true. That's, that's a true. very good point. Yeah, I mean, as you as you saw during uh, during when we started one on one workouts and we're limited people in the gym, uh, 
Jonathan or, J or Jacob Diamond became our uh, videographer, and he <laughs> even filmed a piece for NBC National News with Lester Holt. So, wow. it, you know, we're all Jacob's <laughs> his resume is growing during this pandemic <laughs> growing. That's right. Um, but to get back to George's question, we do have um, human performance staff of that 37 was very, very important to Jeff Weltman and Donna Hammond and rightfully so, as, as JT alluded to. So we have eight, eight of our 37 are human performance. Is that typical, Joel, across the NBA? Have you done sort of an informal survey of, uh, of the 37, the slots, and how they were used? I don't have a formal poll, but as you know, we're in the world of sports science, so I'm saying a lot of human performance people here. So, as you know, there were eight human performance and one PR, one content, one equipment manager. So Zero broadcasters. Yeah. <laughs> David, right. that means you're like 87. <laughs> you're 87. I think 39. I think him and JT are about 39, 40. I think they're pretty close. All right, then Dante, you're 87. Yeah, I'm 87. You're 87. For sure. You're 87. Joel, what's your sense from Cliff? Cliff looks energized. He looks recharged. He looks refreshed. Uh, that isn't always the case for coaches during a season, but it looks like the time off has kind of recharged him a little bit. He's got your conversations with him. I mean, this is something that's impossible to prepare for. But if anyone could prepare for it, it'd be him, right? And his staff? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you guys, Cliff is the best. And I, I think his walks around Winter Park with JT Ooh, during nice. the, uh, the break, the hiatus, have really helped him a lot. He's in really good shape. Um, and he's been uh, – we have a sign-up sheet – on the uh, our weight room here at the hotel. There's other weight facilities. There's weight facilities at the practice court too, but Nathan Spencer has built one here. But you have to sign up because we're trying to limit the people there. Cliff's name is at 6 a.m. on every single slot every single day. So I'm out there swimming in the pool, but he's, he's in there riding the bike or whatever he's got going on. Nice. So he, he definitely looks refreshed. As you know, he's watched a ton of film, um, and uh, and he's he's locked and loaded. I mean, he's a coach's coach, so um, and a well, player's coach, and everyone's coach. So let's get into these walks, JT. I, I didn't know there yeah. were secret walks with the coach going on. Well, I don't know if there's secret walks, but um, I, he's I, at the I briar patch now. He's at the briar patch now. <laughs> this is this is one of his stops. <laughs> I contacted Cliff early during this thing, just thinking, hey, you know, I know he gets out and walks when we're on the road and everything. And if he wanted a little bit of company, uh, I'd be glad to join him. So he got back to me. And so um, we just started walking and talking and uh, having a cup of coffee. And um, I'm telling you, Joel is absolutely right. He is a he is a coach through and through. I mean, he picked my brain. I asked him, you know, I challenged him on a few things, you know, well, what about this? What about that? Very receptive. He'd always, he always comes back and say, I was thinking about what you were talking about. Um, so I, I, you know, there are, you know, positives and negatives through all of this that we've been through, but the chance to, you know, just get to know Cliff a little bit better um, as a, as a person, as a coach, man, I, I count it as a blessing. Uh, we really had a good time and, um, it's kind of developed a little bit more of a 
uh, a little stronger relationship. So uh, it was good. And um, hopefully we were able to get a little exercise as well. That's great. Well, Joel, before we let you go, you got to let us know what strange things you've seen. Have you seen Boban Marjanovic fishing? Have you seen, like, what, what kind of stuff from walking around these areas ha- has stood out to you? Yeah, there. Um, the other day I saw the whole Brooklyn Nets doing a pool workout. Okay. Um, Did that interrupt were- your pool time? Did you say, hey, it's my pool time right now? <laughs> yeah, I knew these it. These are my calisthenics. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no pool Zumba for you. Dis- a little disappointed in that. But um, um, uh, let me tell you something. Gary Clark, uh, he is some kind of fisherman. He, he's really? caught some giant fish. Um, you'll see him on a future blog, or I sent the photo to our social media today. So got that going on. Um, so, the, you know, it, it's, I think Evan Fournier had it best. It's kind of like an uh, – although I wouldn't know – Um, it's an Olympic village feel is what it is. You know, we have seven teams here and, uh, and it's cool. Like I saw Victor Oladipo last night, you know, you bump into people, you see at practice, uh, former player, Ty Lu came up to me, you know, so, you know, you see a lot of the people in the league We're we're all in this league. So that's the cool part about it. It's got to be a camaraderie. It's, it's, it is historic, as you mentioned. We appreciate it. We appreciate the insight from inside the, the Disney campus. Be safe, and let's get back to playing basketball. Joel, do, you need us to smuggle, do you need us to smuggle you anything yes. in? Now's your what chance. You we, can, we can hide it up by the wall right <laughs> at the border. You know, we, we were talking the other day, so we went on the uh, pontoon boat. Now, that pontoon, that lake over here is pretty big, and, yeah. you know, that thing can dock in certain places, and – you know, I don't, I don't know. That that could be a that could be a, a way to perforate the bubble. But all right. we're all being careful. So I, I say that in jest. Would you like to see Dis- those Disney courses are pretty tough. Now, do you need us to ship right. you any golf balls or anything? How how right. you doing there? <laughs> I JT, that's the first thing I packed. So I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. So uh, the battling of the tee times is interesting. You know, they're trying to keep the NBA and the public apart, which is fair mm-hmm. and uh but then there's only so many times for the nba and 22 teams and staffs and you know we're, we're kind of all battling for those tee times so. hey joel what's your handicap right now going in and then we'll then we'll check it in yeah, six right. in 12 weeks and we'll see how your game has, has evolved or devolved what's your handicap today so right now today it's a 12.1 now i have not okay. swung my golf club in a week although i have my golf trainer stick in my room so that's all i've really done but uh today hopefully if the weather holds will be the first time that i'm able to get out there nice Very so, nice. i don't know that that is gonna suffer jt we know um well dante i don't know if you know but <laughs> the short game goes quick you know yeah. that, that's the yeah. problem that's where you score too so mm-hmm. I so dante I, I i feel like we really need to ask your question joel joel in the bubble on the campus, what are your top three decisions that you have to make each day? That's awesome. Very All good right, question. So JT, like as I said, not much has changed. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, I get my swim in the morning. I gotta order the clips at night. Make sure they get in the right. So I'm two right there. And then, you know, picking the players to do the Zoom media might be my third one, you know. 
me and George kind of have good conversations about that um, as I'm trying to go around the team and so forth. So those are my three toughest ones um, That's right now. So nothing's really changed for me. <laughs> Don't you imagine, first thing I imagine is Joel's golf clubs just got dumped right into his suitcase. Like that's how he packed them there. That's the first thing. Secondly, I think you wake up in the morning, peel the curtains, and he is immediately, guys, staking out the pool to make sure oh, yeah. nobody's down there in his lane, right? Is that pretty accurate? Yeah, 6 a.m. So I'm, I'm a 6 a.m. swim guy, and it's me and the two Disney ducks right now. Every <laughs> morning. So we're, we're good. We're good. There's no issue there. Oh, that's great. Well, we appreciate it, and we look forward to a time, seems like forever from now, but when we can all get together and enjoy a meal on the road like normal at some point, that is going to happen again, right? Somewhere? Glass half full. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I cannot do this very long without my guys and their oh, sippy cups. That's <laughs> right. You all have your sippy cups still. <laughs> we, do. we do. We're ready. All right. Thanks, Joel. Be safe and look forward to that first scrimmage on the 22nd. See you guys. Good seeing you. That'll do it for this edition of Magic Pod Squad presented by Kia. This podcast has been presented to you by the all-new Seltos SUV from Kia, official vehicle of the Orlando Magic. Give it everything. We'll see you next time.